In the words of Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, Islands in the stream, that is what we are. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Rob Bozovich. Rob, how are you? What? I'm great. How are you, Pete? I'm doing awesome. I'm glad that we can that we can talk because we need we need to keep going on this hundred mile journey that you're that you're on. So yeah, I'm, I'm just cro- I'm just cresting into age station number one and starting to regret it at this point. You know, that's where we're <laughs> at. It, so well, we're recording on uh, Wednesday. What what the heck date is it? October fifth is when we're actually recording. So I'm only like four days out from from the Chicago Marathon at this point. Yeah. And I was going to ask you I'm all actually, about it, but I mean, you recorded with Dave. Why would you do something like that? You know, you put that info <laughs> out there. So, and then we talk on the phone, what, like every day? So it's like, I'm pretty, pretty well versed. You know, I could fake it, I guess. I mean, nobody does no, that. Well, either, but, I, but still. I, I've been thinking about your race, like probably more than mine, just because it's, I understand a flat road race. I I'm not so familiar with, you know, rugged terrain, lots of elevation, hundred mile races. So I'm right, much more, I don't know, like yeah, it's like much more, <laughs> uh, what do you, what, what do you call it? Uh, I'm more, I find it much more interesting to think about your, your race than my own at this point. It's more mentally stimulating. Just, yeah, or maybe it's just a distraction. That's it. Yeah, I was gonna like the joke I hadn't made yet was, you know, I'm literally doing the race of your dreams because you're yeah, dreaming right? about it. <laughs> dream, oh. nightmare, whatever. <laughs> so what's been what's been happening? I mean, why don't you get kind of give us lay of the land again, like what race we're talking about? Because I think we recapped you pretty well last time. What's been yeah. happening in your life? You got a a tiny baby sitting sitting in a swing next to you there or laying probably not so much sitting yep yeah yeah strapped in and swinging back and forth she's about as i apologize anybody think of here she's about six feet away and in her swing with the music going she's just loving life right now but uh hopefully that doesn't change and hopefully the music's not too loud uh but no i mean simply put that's it what's life you know run baby family work work on the house, whatever, you know, just, just general day-to-day dad stuff and, and try to not skirt any responsibilities in any way, shape or form in order to keep other ones going. So as such, nice. you got to, you put up, you put your hierarchy in that I talked about last time and that's, you know, Hey, you know, family, uh, family's always first income has to be second. So if anything needs done, you know, we start filtering in other things as they need done and, you know, running me needs done. Well, have I, how have I done? You didn't ask, but uh, sorry, not that wasn't the pointed. I'm just going to say it. I think I've done, like, if you look at it, probably about 80% of my running, which I feel good about, but I've missed 
some very important of that 20%. And I know you and Karen had uh, some conversations about being concerned about me maybe dying. Um, but anyways, but it's why I've missed some of my longers. I've missed some of my back. But it comes down to like just trying not to be, I don't want to say overtrained, overtired, and, and, you know, working the balance, you know. So as of late, since we've talked last, it's been a lot of hill running, a lot of night running, you know. So it's like, hey, put the kids down, you know, at bed. They go to bed at, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. They're asleep at 9.30. I'm lacing up and heading out for, like, last night was an easy tour. Tonight I'm going to do, you know, 6 or 9, depending on how uh, my the guy I'm going to run with, my neighbor. Uh, it, you know, he's, Ryan is tied up. He's, he's our district attorney. He's tied up in court this week, so he can't run. So I'm going to run with my neighbor's going to go with me. We'll see what we can get done. But, you know, there's been a lot of six, nine, twelves at night in the rain. It's just a lot of, we've had a lot of time with our headlamps, which is good, but it's a lot of road running, you know, because we're not, it, it's an hour, hour drive to the good trails and you can't spend two hours driving and two, three hours running in the middle of the night on a, on a Wednesday. So we've missed some of that. We did get some good trail runs in here and there through, through time. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll go on more as you ask questions, but that's that's kind of a summary. It's just get out and do it. Also, I've been loading up some extra miles. You and I, uh, running joke between us is anytime Pete enters Costco, it's like that weird twin thing where a twin gets stung by a bee across the country and the other one feels it. Like I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, I gotta call Pete. He must be in Costco, and generally you are. <laughs> I think you live there. So we talk a lot, but we talked while I've been, you know, pushing Annie um, in the stroller, and that's been you know, two or three times a week to six miles go and just push kid in the stroller and that's midday and then go back out for my runnings so it's not exactly running miles but it's still more time on my feet and anyone who has the garmin you and i you've talked about it a bunch i've talked about like the body battery i don't think i've started a run where i've been less than or more than 30 percent charged and you know so it's a lot of sleep depot going on here so yeah that's about yeah. it yeah, well, a, a couple of things in there just to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So Ryan is actually going to this race with you. You're yes. planning to run it together. Yes. And the race is, you know, remind it's us the of the rim, race again and what, yeah, it, you what asked it's that, about. I'm sorry. It's the Rim to River 100 miler down in New River Gorge, West Virginia. It's uh, first weekend in November. Is it November 5th? I feel like I should know this a year and a It is the first weekend in November. Yeah, I just keep forgetting. Yeah, November 5th, the race starts, 32-hour cutoff to be done. Starts at 6 a.m. On, on Saturday, need to be done Sunday by uh, 2 p.m. With the time change, so we went through yeah, that. I was wondering if you were going to go there, yes. They, uh, <laughs> they don't acknowledge the time change basically in their race packet, right? But in, in essence, because everything updates via GPS satellites today, It'll be, it'll say one o'clock on our phones and our watches, but right. it's a 32 hour running clock basically. Right. So yes. the cumulative total, regardless of a time change, but this is, um, got me on my missive that I believe that the time change stuff should go away. So, isn't uh, it? and this is just, I, I, thought, I thought I saw that in the news. Isn't that going away next year or something? No, it takes a lot oh. to make it go away, but I know they want, a few people want, want it to. Uh, but I mean, it, it, it's an interesting race in that you haven't done anything over a 50K. Nope. Or... Well, 
technically I did the other day, but that was well. I was going to say, hold on, you haven't done a race longer than fifty k. You did have a longer, slightly longer, in a relative term, right? Slightly longer training run uh, than that overnight. Which I want to kind of unpack that particular training run in a minute. Yeah, and then I I got some thoughts on that. Yeah, and then you know, there there will be things that you just haven't encountered before, right? Besides the distance, there's just so many pieces to this that I think are probably what's making it different for you in terms of like how you're approaching this race versus others. I would, I would assume um, both mentally and from a training standpoint, and then bringing up kind of the unconventional way you're going about training in terms of Doing it right after having a third child and having to just sneak in miles where you can. So it's more of that cumulative fatigue versus any one particular uh, set of training runs. So there's just a lot here and I know that you'll be able to run with it. So I wanted to kind of put all that on the table and then and then start to, to hear it. Maybe starting with your long overnight training run yep you just want me to start rambling yeah i mean i mean it's it's probably easier that way (laughs) (laughs) so uh like any good rob i like to uh you know give things that don't sound like they make sense but so what i was supposed to do supposed to big air quotes there uh the plan was i was going to go run with karen our friend karen clark going to do amazing things this weekend she's going to do her time this weekend i was supposed to do that and and at first it seemed like karen was uh, very interested in having me and then i get the call from karen and she's like yeah, i talked to pete so uh, yeah you're not so I, I the way i say that is like i in my head i, I see that meme that everybody puts out there i don't know if it's samuel L. jackson or whatever it is i'm like i'm gonna run with karen and then there's pete the f you are so you know <laughs> so uh that was gonna be my twofold uh, running with karen was gonna be uh, controlled race environment on a rail trail is where her, she's doing hers. So it was going to be my longest through the night, blah, 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 blah. So that was the plan. And so this one, uh, it was one of those, I, I knew enough in advance, I should say, you know, because Karen, Karen's amazing. And she's only ever run all of her races alone. And I told her, I want to be there to help you, but I don't want to be anything of a detriment. I guess was being detrimental in the she was spending more time thinking of me being at her race than her thinking of her performance at her race and that wasn't going to work well for her so i get that completely well so as such i knew far enough in advance that i could have i, I asked my wife like okay well i'd like to get two one or two training runs in one through the night and the other one's going to be probably a trail one which would work better so i went through the night last this past friday and then this weekend, this Saturday, Ryan and I are going to go to try to do a, a self like a trail at least 50k. We're going to try to get, we're going to go for time, basically time on the trail, uh, noon, one o'clock. We're going to start and go till eight nine. We're going to see, you know, how far we where we go based on the trails, where we can park the car and so forth, and go for a set time. Try to get at least 50k, and if we have more time, just keep going. Okay. So going back to can I cl- clarify just one thing? Yes. Not that I want to speak for Karen, but it, what Karen was thinking of you just because you were you were the one that was going to be there. To be fair, 
anybody that was going to be there pacing her, it would have caused yeah. the same issue. This what this wasn't a hey, I don't <laughs> I don't like Rob issue. I no, mean, I, no, no, no. I get that completely. right, I and lost- I just well, I just want to make sure like I clarified that since we started yeah. with Karen talked to Pete, and I wasn't like you know, hey, Rob sucks. So. Have you, you seen, sure you want to do have you this? seen his go, his data or lack thereof? Yeah, no, you don't want that, dude. Get him out of there. Yeah, no, I, 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 you know, very much, very, very, very much so, correct. And I, sorry, I'm stepping away to give Annie the bottle. Can you still hear me yep. well? Okay, yep. good. So anyways, since I had the, uh, when I say the availability to, um, to go longer, I, meaning, as I said, the idea was to go through the night. I and I think and then jumping around, but back to some of the things I had, said, I had already said there. I started that run, and when I sent it to you and Karen, I think my body battery when I started that run was what like twenty two percent or something. So I mean, I had already had a pretty long day. I knew I was going to be going solo or mostly solo. I didn't know if my once Ryan he was out of town, he couldn't run. So my neighbor did join me, and he joined me for the first. 13, but he didn't know whether he was going to go six, seven, eight, nine. As long as he's ever ran, it's been at basically a 10K, I think. Um, he's, he's lighter, fitter. Um, so he, he's, he's been running a lot. He's been doing a lot of six milers on his, on his treadmill. But anyway, so we go out and um, he did end up doing 13 with me. So we ran, and this is a sidebar to what ended up playing out. Uh, this weekend, we have a 5K in town that I actually started the 5K years ago. So even though it's the same course that has been for seven years now, I always go out and pre-run the course for them to verify exactly where we're going to put the start to finish. And I usually run it three times through the week. I'll go on three different days. And basically, you don't know or care, but start at the finish, run it backwards to see where the start should be. The next day, I go where the start is, run it forwards, you know, just to verify exactly which way if you're you're hitting corners curbs cars etc all that to make sure it's accurate um since i was going to be doing this long run and potentially another long run this weekend coming up i knew i wanted to get miles through the week but i didn't want the obligation to have to do it anyways we started downtown we started with a flat nine miles and it was a run we ran the first three then we started run walking because i told him like hey i have to I'm going to be going all night, so I need to make sure I'm going to be doing my run walk. So we did a flat nine. Then we ran home from downtown, and I dropped him off at the, at our houses. And then if you look, I, that's where I changed my clothes, filled my bottles, bag, uh, took my hydration pack. And then I went out on for a few hilly miles, and I went, you know, when I say uh, up and over two big hills, because I became a flat route home and then going back downtown. Um, just because there was street lights, and so I had cell phone reception and everything from the out there. I want to make sure that I'm, you know, close to help if need be. So, anyways, I then did a, some hilly miles, getting back in, back into town, and then some flat through downtown. But our, our downtown, if you think of it, it's like bowl shaped almost because there it's the river. So then it slopes uphill away from the river. So then I just start, like I'd go. North to south is flat, but east to west, you're going up and down uh, hills. So then I started run, walking, walk up a hill, run down it, run, you know, run up the next, walk up the next street, run down the following. Basically a grid pattern in town. 
and then you use my wife's office. I had staged some stuff there as my uh, like an aid station, you know, refilled from there. Then I was boarded downtown, which has been there for hours. So then I went uh, into a couple other neighborhoods. And at that point, I was seven, uh, seven or so hours in. So I just was trying to go until the sun was going to come up. I think the sun was coming up at 7 a.m. I think around 6, 6.15, I, I uh, kind of called it. I had, oh, I, mean, I had 36 miles total. So I ended up doing. And um, I felt good about what I did. I was still mentally fresh, felt okay. I was, I don't want to say I was, I was very much tired of being alone. And then as soon as I got a text from my wife saying, hey, how are you? She was up feeding the baby. And I knew the kids were going to be eating up soon. I'm like, good, I'm done. Grabbed the, I grabbed the shower at her office because we have an, had it as an apartment. So we have a bathroom there. So I got cleaned up, went home, and then went into the, to the day with the kids. So and planned on staying up all day. But she did, like basically when my daughter took a nap in the afternoon, she said, well, why don't you go lay down so you're not completely miserable for the day. So I got two or three hours sleep. Back up and continue. So we can we can unpack like, that some more, but that's uh, that's the quick rundown. I think. Yeah. Do you feel like it it helps simulate for you what it's going to be like since you were kind of already run down in terms of having your full day, and then you just went straight out. It's not like you slept all day, got up, right. did the run, right? Like so, it was like you had the full day, even if it wasn't running or walking necessarily. It was still a normal day, which you're pretty active. You yeah. don't really sit down a lot to begin with. So no, um, no. So you were pretty active. So do you feel like that was a good primer for being up overnight? It's the best I could have hoped for. I mean, could I, Ryan and I had talked and like, we put like, I'll say like, here's your best case. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 ABC. I'm going to do this for training, this for training, this for training. And there's a lot of it that we haven't done. Timing just hasn't came together. A couple examples are we had planned on either going out for a marathon in the morning or a ride a century on bikes, go through the entire day, and then go back out and do like another marathon at night on the rail trail or something. So that way we're going to couple that like morning, a long effort, evening, a long effort, a 50 mile day broke up with being in between. You know, his job, my job, family travel was just, it hasn't allotted. You know, and there's half a dozen other things at least. So it was the best I can do given the, I want to say, the circumstances that I'm in. And it, there might be, there's going to be some diehards out there that are going to say, like, oh, no, you have to make the time and you have to do this. Well, okay, this is the best that I'm going to do given the circumstances that I'm willing to give up. You know, I'm not going to kill, kill two full days, you know, and, and not hang out with my kids and nap and all this stuff to go through the night. So that was, you know, a day like, you know, normal day, have the, you know, kids, um, have a, your regular day, play with your kids all evening type of deal and they you know, put them to bed and then go out. It, so I, I was, yes, I was tired, mo- some tired going into it, but not like exhausted physically, mentally run down, physically worn down a little bit because it was a full day, a couple of nights of bad sleep leading into it because newborns weren't fed in the middle of the night, stocking, kind of forgot that. Uh, but anyways, no, yeah, it was the That's best okay. time. I'm the same way as the newborn. Yeah. I want to be fed in the middle of the night too. <laughs> so it was the best I could do. And, and I felt I came out of it. It's one of those like lessons learned and I felt really good coming out of it. Like, okay, yes, I can do this. Was I getting tired and sore at the end of it? And I, I don't want to say is that concerning that I was only 36 miles in. 
yeah, I was 36 miles in, but I was also over what, 26 hours at that point without sleeping, you know? So, and I, once again, I didn't try, I, I had to go back and check my, my steps through the day or something. I was already at like 15,000 steps, just daily steps for the day before I even got into it. So yeah, right. the best I can do given the circumstances and what I was willing to put into it. I get, I, I could see kind of both sides of, um, saying like, Hey, that's not enough. Right. Like just because, you know, so 36 now is kind of the most you've done consistent, you know, like straight through, like on your feet and whether it's race or training, but there's also this element that anytime you get into a race, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. So any kind of preparation you put in, I mean, you could do a full hundred miles on your own and it still wouldn't simulate the race necessarily because of all the other factors that, that go into it. Yeah. I mean, I do think that getting back to back efforts would have been ideal. Definitely. But I, I know that you're clear. I've done some back to back. I've done a lot of back to back running, but as in I've gone out in the middle of a week and done seven and then 10 or 10, then 12. Like I've done back to backs in the middle of the week, but I somewhat like the training plan called for like three, at least three efforts of go out and run 18 on Saturday and then go back out Sunday for three hours, you know, and, right. and I didn't quite didn't meet those metrics. And that's once again, it isn't like I didn't do anything on the weekend. I, you know, I do I, I wish I had more weekly mouse. Yes. I wish I had a few more of those efforts for the tired legs. Yes. But you know, I, that would require giving up more family time that I just, you know, I don't want to at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there, it, there are, there's something to be said for cumulative fatigue too, right? I mean, that's like the Hansen's philosophy with yes. marathon training. You, you never go over, well, they've modified that, but in the classic Hansen's training, you didn't go over 16 miles, but you had a lot right. of cumulative, like every mile mattered, right? They, they have yes. things that gave you purpose and for you right. at this point, I mean, it, it it kind of is what it is. I mean, I don't want to say the hay is in the barn yet for you. There is weeks to go. And that's the next thing I want to kind of hear about. I know you gave a little hint into what training is left, but a little bit more on that. It You can't, you can't go back and fix that. So why dwell on nope. it? Right. Like, so it. all right. you can do is kind of pick up and, and, and move forward. And we do talk a lot your training is on Strava. People can see it if they want. Yep. There's a lot of walks in there, which is good, right? That's just time on feet. You're going to do a lot of walking in this race. Yep. And there's also, you can see like your miles have really picked up because like, in all honesty, like I was doing as much and even at times more miles than you yep. Um, in my training. Yep. Yeah, you go back to May, it's... June. That was that was definitely happening. When it, once we had the baby, and yeah, there was a couple of weeks where it was dismal compared to what it yeah. should have been. Yeah, yeah, but you've really picked it up. Like these last, I would say, like three to four weeks. Yeah, you know, you the the mileage has really started going up, which is going to pay off. I mean, it's a it's later. It's not an ideal training cycle. I don't think anybody would think that, including you, right? Nope. But it is. It's just kind of there. So. 
what's next then in terms of training? You talked about that long trail effort with Ryan. And yeah. other than that, is it still just to kind of do what you've been doing? Yeah. I mean, and that, and that being said, so what I coming off of this long one, and that's where like I sent Ryan a message and said like, Hey, he was able to run or not. And he, had, he was out to make an alternative plans. So that was, I mean, go with, I, I wasn't going to go 30 some mile effort. And then a week later, 30 some mile effort with nothing. So, you know, yesterday as an example, like I had, um, it, it was broken up and it was what I could do because I had to, you know, haul kids and do stuff. I got, I got a three mile walk in and then had to go take care of some kids stuff. And then I got a mile and a half walk in. And then later at night, again, went back out with my neighbor for, um, you know, four miles. So that was, you know, eight miles, eight and a half miles in for yesterday. Today, we're going to, we're planning to go either seven or nine, depending on uh, what time, by the time my kids go down, we can actually get out there. And then, so I'm basically going to go try to go uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, take Friday off, uh, like it's a rest day. I might go for a walk and then. I might run the 5K on Saturday morning, a few hours off, and then go back and go with Ryan for the trail effort. I'll take Sunday probably off as you know as a rest day, and then Monday maybe walk to, and then again Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Trying to put because the training plan I even had had Monday and Fridays off as rest because you're trying to get it in. So it's three days in a row of consistent. I'm going to try to do at least six up to maybe nine or ten depending on how I feel. And then longer, but we are getting into the taper. And um, on my plan, I'm going to pull it up here if I can. So forgive me. Um, we're coming into, and I, th I believe it is like leading into a two-week at least taper. But we did have a 50k. I had said so I was planning on doing that with, with Karen, but here we are, uh, September, October. So there's, I'm sorry, 50 miles in Ohio. And the training plan, again, call, it starts tapering back down, calling for 14 to 16, only doing, forgive me, air quotes there, only, only doing six miles with like active recovery in between on a couple of those, which they would say do a bike. I'm just going to do three runs in a row. Um, but really, and then on the weekend, they're only calling for 14 to 16 with an active recovery day. day after. I mean, kind of like the idea that the hay's in the barn. So. Next, you know, doing this effort with Ryan, then taking maybe one more week of sort of harder training next weekend, the 15, 16 will be my last longer, like at least a half marathon up to maybe 16, I think is what it's saying. And then starting tapering down just to make sure you're, you're healthy. And if anyone's ever used training picks or Garmin, I think has the same number. We keep talking about cumulative fatigue, start shedding some of that fatigue to get your, get your legs as fresh as and hopefully yeah. we'll start working on getting a little bit better sleep a couple of nights to you know, at least the week leading into it to, to recharge. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I would argue, and I think, you know, there's something to be said of the fact that you're doing this run with Ryan versus going with Karen, that it could be more beneficial, right? One, you're running. I know, you know, Ryan and you guys run a lot, but this will be <laughs> as close as you're going to get to simulating the race together. Right. In yeah, terms oh yeah. of what's going to be happening, it's yeah. also trail. You'll get some dark miles. You'll run from light into dark. Like all those mm -hmm. things kind of add up into 
Yeah. Hey, this is this is like uh everything happens for a reason kind of yes. kind of thing. Right. But also in a two parts uh, defending and I say it this way. Whenever I was originally looking at doing this one with Karen, um, Ryan was looking at there there is a fifty A here next next weekend, the six was it sixteenth or whatever. Um, and I actually then found a different one as well, a 15, 16 there. So Ryan was originally like five months ago planning on, it was part of a series where it was a kayak, kayak race, a bike race and run. He was going to do all three and I was going to go run with Karen. He was going to do a 50 K next weekend, but something happened in the middle of the year. He was unable to, he did the kayak, what didn't do the bike. So he said, Hey, since I'm out of that, he was going to change his training to do his long run on the same day that I was doing it. So we were on the same schedule, so to say. And yeah, so then that changed. And now that I'm up there with Karen, we're going to do it together. So yeah, you say everything for a reason. And yeah, I mean, running with the guy I'm going to run with, running trails, you know, technical trails, uh, it all lines up to be smart. And or like you said, going a little bit light to dark. That's like one of the things I even said to Ryan. Like, hey, we've had enough. We've had some trail running. We've had enough night running i don't want to go like he was like oh we can start at five and go till midnight or one in the morning and i'm like you know what in theory that sounds really good and so a lot of people might say that's the best thing to do but we're three or four weeks out of the race like we're out there we slip and fall and turn an ankle we just wasted a year like at this point like we'll get a little bit in but overall like i don't want to go i told him i don't want to go spend like hours in the dark on they're they're the trails we've been running here are more technical than the ones we're going to see down there, you know, which is good. Um, it's like cramming, you know, uh, learning, learning on the, on the job, so to say. But I don't want to risk injury at this point. Right. So switching gears a little bit here, because um, yep. I think we got a good lay of the land on the, on that part of it. What, uh, what gear are you bringing to the race? It's a good question. A lot and none. <laughs> well, so, I would hope not none. This isn't a naked race. Well, I mean, you do. Not you, that there you, aren't naked races. I've I've heard all kinds of rumors of these things. Several of them right here in Pennsylvania. There you not go. that I've gone to any. So if you ask me to go, I'm out. I ain't going, Pete. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like being naked in my own house, so. <laughs> <laughs> I shower in my own floor. Um. So months and months and months ago, and I I could take a photo of it and send it to you, and then you can uh, put it in the show notes if you want or share it on the interwebs or wherever you want to, any of that if you want. I really started planning, and and it's one of those things where I jump way out and I, you know, scale of one to 10, I always go to like number 10, this is it, we need to do all of this, It's, it's the greatest thing in the world, and I have to over plan it. And then I start scaling back, scaling back, scaling back, and I end up executing at about a four out of ten. Okay. So, and, and I will take a significant amount more gear than I'm going to need at all. And I had made that joke about the last one that I had did with Karen, where I had an entire bed covered with gear, and Karen shows up with just a hand. Now, this is three times the length of the race. Um, we have drop bags. We have a lot of availability. And one of the things I've been doing, and I've always say, like, I had this great idea, like, I'm going to go run with a piece of gear, t-shirt and shorts, and then I was going to put it in an Excel file and put notes. It was 50T. 
too, and rain and this and that. So I know exactly what, uh, what all this gear is going to, how it's going to play out and layering and all that stuff. And I never get to it. Um, but that was part of this training run as well is I went out and I, and I tested three different sets of gear instead I had a drop bag, um, a drop stuff at my two, two stops. I treated my house like an aid station and I treated my wife's office like an aid station. And in doing that, um, so I, I, I'm pretty set on this shorts and working ground up. I, I got new shoes uh, a couple of weeks, months ago now, and I'm going to be running it in Olympus fours. I have two sets and they're both broken 60, 70 miles on each set. So, and I also have some other shoes, but when I say, so I'm, I'm going to wear a set, put a set with you guys crew or drop bag or however I want to do it to make sure that they're, they are there. And then I'm going to have at least one extra set. I'll look at the weather going into it and see like, is it supposed to be raining? Is it this, is it that? I'm going to have, I, I always, the last decade now, only wear basically Swift Wick socks, countless pairs of those. But I've typically for marathons and then with the 50K I did with Karen, I, uh, compression socks, but they're, they're hard to get on and hard to get off. And if I'm that far into it, I don't expect you guys to do it. I don't want to have to bend over a cramp. So going back six, eight months ago, I bought calf sleeves, which are the, you know, the compression calf sleeves with the idea that I can slip the, put the calf sleeves on and then I could just change the socks as needed at least once or more frequently if I need to. And then, um, so that's, you know, shoes, socks, calf sleeves. Uh, I, I bought a quick some, question on the shoes. Fire away. Uh, I know that some ultra runners will take, uh, you know, a half size or a full size larger shoe with them for later mm -hmm. in the race because of the swelling that can happen. Yeah. Are you going same size or you, do you have different sizes? Only the same size ever, but they do. Um, and I think you and I, you and I talked about this the other day. So I, I basically wear a 10, 10 and a half depending on the shoe and the Olympuses that I've been wearing, um, they, they are my, my, my toe to, maybe it is technically a half size bigger than it would need to be. I could go smaller size on it. My toe doesn't touch the front or the sides. I can splay my foot out, wiggle it side to side and I don't touch anything. And I did 36 miles road miles with, you know, a little bit harder conditions than softer trails and they my feet felt fantastic not not a foot issue with them i, I think i have them appropriately sized exactly so and, cool. and or i have um when i bought them i went to this running store and i bought the olympus i always go to the sale rack i'm cheap so i went straight to the sale rack and they had the olympus fours because i guess the fives are coming up and they had lone peak fives and i picked up a pair of the lone peak fives and they, Lone Peak has much less cushioning, a little bit grippier, uh, I'm going to say, traction tread on the bottom. Um, and well, I don't want to say it's a little tighter. It fits a little truer, a little tighter to the foot. So the Olympus, I feel, is already designed, has more cushion and more room in it. And I said, so those, I plan to only run in the Olympus, but I'm going to take, I, I've broken the Lone Peaks as well, and I'm going to take those. That's like the plan C, leave them in the vehicle and it's, you know, pouring down rain, the trail super muddy. I've already burned through two sets of shoes. Now, you know, I need something to make sure I don't slip and fall. You know, however, so, you know, it doesn't do any good sitting here at home and I'm going to take, take the shoes, 
without with the intent that I'm probably not going to need them, but I'll have them. Or maybe change in too much. Again, if it's snowing, raining, icing, sleeting, maybe I wear the Olympus to start, change into the Lone Peaks for a few miles just to make sure, you know, get through it and then change back into the Olympuses later on to see what, see what the day gives us at that point. Is there any chance that it'll be icy on the trail? There's always a chance, I guess, but historically they haven't. I mean, okay. the, low, the lows are going to be below freezing. Lows have been you know, 25, 28 degrees at night down there. Uh, the last couple of years they've done this, that has they, they typically say they don't get their snow and ice until mid-December. So okay. we're, we're a month and a half out early on that. Like, But like last night, oops, sorry, last night it was, I mean, we're up here, it was, I don't know, 41 degrees. And I, I, we, looking up, you could, you could feel a little bit of sleet coming up the atmosphere. So it's definitely coming, but. Whether it'll be here or not, we'll see. It shouldn't, but whatever. Yeah. I asked more like from a, like, do you need. Um, Gators. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yak tracks yeah. or um, what it, micro spikes or any of that kind of yeah. stuff, but probably yeah. not. And to be honest, I, I, I have a set that I bought 12 years ago. I ran in them once or didn't like them as much. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. So if it comes down to I need that, it comes down to I'm probably not going to finish the race. Nothing new on race day. Jump in. It's, that's a condition I just probably I'm not acclimated. I probably shouldn't be out there. Risk and fade at that. So yeah, so that's the shoes. Uh, shoe socks coming up. A uh, pair of shorts. Uh, I have three pairs of identical shorts now. You were picking on me, you and Karen, months ago because my all my shorts had holes in them, and I was actually sewing them for the Heiner in, in April. Um, so I had actually bought a couple of new sets and really like them. So I have three, when I say three identical sets, different color, same short, I have a blue, a gray, and a black. So I'm going to wear wear a set and then I'm going to pop, uh, you know, a set in at the, I'm gonna say the halfway point or whatever the, uh, eight, the bag is that's around there. And I'll have my third and reserve set again in, in with you guys, you, the crew. Um, I've tested numerous different layering options um and or jackets like i there's one jacket that i really need to get a new one um i have this coney saucony running jacket bright orange but it's got to be nine years old now many a washings i'm bigger it's shrunk it's tighter than it should be but i mean i have thousands of miles with that jacket so i have it i, I then have when i say two other layerings i ran with consistently with three or four long sleeve tech shirts because I like to be able to pull the sleeves up. You'll see me, uh, I'll have races where, cause I'll start with a, a shirt that I pull it up and I have a singlet uh, tank top that I'll wear. Um, and I'll end up taking that base layer or that, that long sleeve off and tying it on, uh, you know, take a deal. I'll be running in a, in a, you know, a tank top with mittens because my hands are always cold. So I've got, I have my, my favorite mittens. They're, they're literally falling apart of the cuffs to pull them on and off so much. Um, so I'll have those, uh, anything colder than like 50, I just like to have them on my hands. Cause it's one of those glove mittens where you can pull the finger off. It's like a windproof layer and you could tuck it in. So I have gloves slash mittens. I'll wear those. I've ran in a couple of different hats and beanies, uh, which are fine through the day. But when I get into the night, I was, tr so I was trying on this long run to wear the one beanie with the headlamp. I just, I just don't like that much stuff in my head. So it might be a, you know, put the beanie on, put the hat or put the uh, 
flashlight uh, headlamp on, run with it for a little bit, run slash walk, and if it becomes cumbersome, take it off. Start getting cold, put it back. So, like I said, I have different layering options. So I'm gonna I'll start the race. Uh, and so there's three drop bags that we're gonna hit twice. It's you know, I left you out in the back. So drop bag one is also drop bag six. Drop bag two is drop four, three and three five. Uh, three, maybe two, five, whatever. So, anyways, um, the plan is I'm going to start with some long sleeve stuff that I'll drop, either take off if I see you guys, the crew, or just shove it in the bag. At my drop bags, and what all, like, do I have start of an inventory list of what I'm going to need to put where? Like, because I have to start with the headlamp, and then I'm going to take it off, and I either carry it the next 40 miles until it gets dark again. Or I just leave that one in the drop bag and pick up another headlamp from a different drop bag later on, which is what I think I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do, because so, um, I have like my, I say my cheap one, it's like a ten dollar one from Mark that I just love it, super light, works well. But we're gonna start at six a.m. It's light at seven, so I only need that one for an hour. But the other headlamp, the Pet Petzl P E T Z L, the brand I have, it's um, it's one that you know that's the one I wore on this long run, and I was testing the battery life. And I had battery it doesn't take double a's it has its own virtual usb one or whatever so anyways um that one's the one that has to i mean any 14 hours of life out of that so i've been planning in what drop bags i'm going to have that stuff in every drop bag i'm going to have when i say nutrition i'm going to have my some you can bars like two or three because really whatever i pick it up they're pretty good about the aid stations are roughly every what six miles miles eight miles so we're only ever really if you're running an hour if you're run walking you're two hours from the next one so i only really need eating one bar every every hour i only really need to carry two with me to get to the next aid station where they're going to have food and then a little you know two hours past that i'm going to be at my next bed. i'm going to try to make sure i have stuff in each one and then i'm also i don't have the bags yet but i'm going to get ziploc baggies um, so I'm going to have like a red and a yellow, yellow meaning these are my, I'm going out, you know, going out, you know, this is my supplies that I just have the bag and put it in my, my running bag. So then it'll have like my, my nutrition and so forth, or my dry shirt, whatever. I'm going to put a, a shirt and a pair of socks in each one in case get wet feet and want to change it or whatever, knowing very well that I'm probably just going to leave most of that stuff and drop again, but I'm going to have that. For basically morning shift and night shift with each bag. Like I thought, again, I don't need three quarters of that stuff, but it's going to be just nice to have it to know that it's there, and I'll have it in duplicate or triplicate with you guys in the crew van as well. I think I think that's about as uh, detailed as I can get until I actually start packing. Yeah. Dry shirt, so, change of socks, a little bit of food. Yeah. They're they're going to have. I mean, they're going to have aid stations and, and, you know, whenever, so I, I, you know, body glide up before I leave, I'm going to put my little nickel stickers on, uh, you know, before I leave, but any of that stuff, like if I start having trouble on the trail, they have, they have first aid at every aid station, which, you know, general stuff, band-aids and Vaseline. I don't need to have my own. They're going to have it. So. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I mean, I think we'll record one more time to get like that full race plan and kind of final prep stuff. What I was wondering, like right now, 
like, do you have any specific or do you have like a big concern that's like eating at you? Like, or is it just like, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm good. That is it. And maybe I'm too lackadaisical about this, but I have a lot of A, B, C, D, start adding together. I've done hiking. I've done you know, heavy pack hiking, multi-day hikes, right? I've done a lot of running. I have years of base and I have obviously have, have some sleep deprivation for the last two and a half months going on here. I've done the one ultra with Karen, a couple of longer ones. I've done some trail running, some much longer days, like things that may not apply to this. But I mean, in the past, I've done training for it and two half Ironman triathlons. I've done, you know, a couple of century bike rides. That bike ride last year, I mean, I was out there, you know, again, cycling, not, not, uh, not running. But I mean, I ended up with almost 150 miles day before again when i say i got mentally bored and tired i was alone everybody had dropped out i just didn't feel safe i, I still had a lot in the tank but granted that was that's based on that, that fitness doing that it's cycling it's different but i feel like i have a lot of the pieces and experience through life it's just a matter of will they all come together in the way that i think they are and a lot of the stuff that I'm reading, and you've said it, and Karen said it, and I've, said, and I've read a lot of it in the race, and it really just comes down to how slow can I go out and or slow myself down? You know, Karen's wealth of knowledge. Everybody should should have a but She's amazing. But that's where she said, hey, I've never – she, she's done a ton of these. She said, I've never seen a person at the halfway point that said, man, I wish I went out faster. She says, hey, anybody that finishes, all every one of them says, I wish I'd gone out slower. And part of going going back to the training run that I just did, there was a lot of walking, and it's just painfully slow to just walk. But that's when I say that's what I need to make. The idea of putting the race together is if I get enough running through the day, if I if I don't run at all, if I walk every step at night. You know, and just as long as I can stay ahead of cutoffs, and then when the sun comes back up, you know, run, run it in, so to say. Like, I'm not saying that's the goal. That's like the be all, end all, just don't stop moving through the night. And, you know, that's where Brian and I were, we're looking, we're planning, we're, we're looking at it. But every video I've watched, the trails are less technical than we've been running. Every review I've read, they all say the same thing. And it's along the lines of, this is a great first hundred because there is a, a decent amount of elevation um it's beautiful scenery but don't go out too fast because there's a lot of this race that is running and that's why when, when talking about the one race that i had done with karen i had said hey we ran the runnable parts like the, the, the flat parts by the river but there were just so many parts of it that weren't runnable at all they were just straight up straight down i wasn't i was just taking them anyways I think there's going to be a lot more of this race that is runnable. So I need to make sure to have the plan in place to just throttle back early on to make sure I don't go out too too hard thinking I'm being a hero and then not finish. If that, if that makes sense. That's the biggest, I guess to say that's a known unknown. I don't know. I, looking at everything that's lining up, 
it's just a matter of how much can I slow down to conserve the energy for later on and, and really executing on that. And that's where the longer back-to-back days would have been very beneficial. So now it's just a, a mental exercise, you know, have a plan, stick with it, regardless of what happens in Yeah, I think there's a few things in there just real quick. I mean, I, I like to quote Scotty Coomer from 10 Junk Miles often, and I, I know I've said this on the show before, but I'll, I'll say it again. But his advice is always first half of 100, you know, don't be stupid. And the second half, don't be a wimp. So yeah. that's that's pretty good advice, you know, in the, you know, and I understand the walking piece of it because I purposefully walked an entire 50 K. And I mean, that mm-hmm. is, it takes a lot of discipline to not break yes. into a trot. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was really good. I think training for me to understand like the difference, but I think where it's different for you is you're so much faster naturally at this point in your training, you know, you, you can put down easy miles in, in the nine minute range. So uh, nine and a half yeah. minute range, right? Early on, so yeah. you've got a nine minutes. If, if you've got to walk 17 minutes per mile and you've been running at nine minutes, nine and a half minutes, 10 minutes in your training, it seems even that much slower. So I think it's great that you made sure that you were doing run walk stuff in that longer training, because it's going to help you kind of put in context, like, Hey, this is okay. Because if not, you're going to be thinking like, Oh crap, I'm going too slow and going right. out too fast is it's not a problem in a hundred specific. It's a problem in every single race distance. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not a hundred meters or something, but from a 5k up to, uh, you know, as long as, as these races go, it's an issue. You, you go out too fast and you're, you're risking blowing up. And yeah. so, you know, Kevin and I have been talking a lot about that because he, he has a tendency to kind of shoot out of the gate at a marathon and he's, his training has gone really, really well. So I'm hoping that, you know, he, he can keep it disciplined for me having a run walk strategy kind of helps mitigate that problem. As long as I don't sprint the run intervals. Right. Yeah. So it's just interesting because I think this all kind of does come together and it pretty much every racing distance, it's all the same thing. So what I've done in the past and what I've been doing Two things that have been very successful for me, run, walk, and that is the set the timer. It's a flat course. Like, I'm on a rail trail. It's a timer. It's very set. Like, you're saying, you, everyone knows it, like 4, 30, 30 or whatever, you know, three minute, two minute, what type of deal, right? But with this one, one of the two of the things that I've been doing, because it's done, it sounds funny to say, no matter how much I say it, Ryan and I will talk, and he's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then he's like, he's, he's, he's 60 pounds lighter than me, and he's five years younger than me. He's just gone. You know, like he, he'll just jackrabbit off without a problem. So on most of our training runs, whether it be on the road or on the trail, one or two of the things that we've been doing, we've been getting closer in pace, meaning I've essentially, I've been doing what I need to do without telling him I'm doing it. And then he's just been kind of mat, lock, lock stepping with me. And I say that is, I, 
not going to have a structured like 130, you know, 130, 130, whatever walk range. I don't know what the hills are. And it's basically walk, power hike up a hill, run, and I, I use air quotes there, run, jog, whatever you want to call it, downhill and or run, jog on the flats as long as I'm not going too long on like we have a mile and a half long flat. So if, for another minute to put all these pieces together, and one other thing I've done early on, whenever I was starting to get a little faster, because, you know, I was there where I couldn't do a 12, couldn't do an 11, and I couldn't do a 10. So what I would start to do when I was running flats instead of doing time segments is I would run, and when I would hit the mile, I would stop and I would walk until I would hit the 10 or 11 minute mark. So thereby doing my earlier on in the run, I'd start banking some time and then I'd start depleting some time. And that worked pretty well for me. And that's something that's pretty similar to what I'm going to do with the race here. And so the drop dead timing wise is, let's say, first half, second half consistently. If I need to finish in 32 hours, it's like a 19 minute. So what we're what I'm planning to do and what Ryan and I have kind of talked about in our heads it's roughly going to be six, seven, eight, nine. If we did a six-hour marathon, a seven-hour, an eight-hour, and a nine-hour. If, if you work that, you end up coming in at 30 hours, which gives you two hours flexibility in case something goes wrong. Those That, that then thereby says your first miles need to be like that first marathon of six hours or around uh, 13, something like that. So what I'm planning to do is run conservatively and you know if ryan and i start going up a hill i have no problem and i've done it on all of our runs i'll stop and walk he wants to run to the top he'll run to the top and he either waits or i'll catch him unless i catch him on the downhill and also i intentionally try to watch i will walk uphill as fast as i can um, you know i'm not trying to if i'm using poles or i'm not using my poles depending on the terrain just as fast as i can walk I get to the top. If I'm done with my poles and I know I'm going to have a descent, hold them back down, put them on my vest. So it's a structured break to stop, take a bite of food, take a drink, use that as a very structured thing. And then when I'm running downhill, like when I was running last summer and this summer, just to prove it to myself, there's a couple of hills that when I'm running down a hill, I can get down to a, you know, like a six minute mile because gravity is, is my friend downhill. So if I intentionally slow myself to a nine or a 10 minute as I'm coming down the hill and or when I'm on the flats trying to stay, if you know, we'll, we'll run, let's say, a quarter mile to a half a mile at, at that 10 to 11 minute pace and then start walking. Then I'll say, hey, Ryan, I need a break, even if I don't the walk breaks. I've already for months have been doing that kind of in my training. If you go and look at my average times, you can see they've been fairly consistent, even as the runs have gotten longer, the hills have gotten steeper, and, you know, they've been doing better with some of that stuff at being more consistent. Additionally, though, is I think it's going to be partially, except run or walk uphill, jog down it, and then if I hit a mile early, if I hit a mile and it's a 11 or 12 minute, it's going to be a structured walk, either immediately right there or if I see a, a hill coming in the distance, I might run to the hill and then walk as well. So looking at the terrain on this one, there's a lot of, there's very little flat. There's a lot, it's, it's all either up or down a hill. So I think walking up the hills is gonna be 
walking up the hills in starting earlier on walking is going to be key to helping me get through that back with, with a lot more things. Well, and the, and in terms of running downhill, that that's going to depend on the terrain of the hill too, because you're not yes. going to be bombing down a hill. If, if nope. there's a ton of Rocky, you know, a ton of big rocks or roll, you know, things that can roll your ankle, right. You're going to take your, your time, yes. either walk it if you have to, or, you know, run it slowly. And I mean, downhill running is no joke. I mean, you can blow your quads out if you do too much yeah. of that. So you got to watch it, it. Um, it's a lot of the bunny running. I don't know how to say it differently. Like it's not a lot, like on the roads, just lengthen my stride, lean forward and there's nothing in my way. But as we're going down the trails, it rhymes. Again, he's a different guy than me. And, you know, we're going to run together, but it's a different race. For me, coming down the hill, I spend a lot more time bouncing up and down than I do go, you know what I mean? Just just trying to keep my footing and a lot. My, my cadence going downhill is, is nearly the same as when I'm going uphill. It's fairly consistent because I'm taking a lot of really short steps to make sure that I'm picking my legs up because I don't, having taken the fall on Heiner earlier this year, I want to make sure that I'm picking my feet up adequately, getting, you know, putting them back down. Um, so I'm clearing all the obstacles, not going to trip over something, a rock, a root, whatever. Yeah, you're, you're right. Cool. And it really comes down to, I don't intend to run. Like something I said to you and Karen, and, and I've said it out there before, if, if I put together um, 20 to 26 runnable, like run, an actual run, nine, 10 minute pace, through the entire course, then that that is the extent of the running that I'm going to do. And that being said is there are 10 miles, I believe, of paved roads. And I think there's another, I'd have to go check, double check it, five or 10 miles at least of dirt roads. So those are the only my gut or goal those are the only time i'm going to tell you that i'm even i'm not even, not even saying i'm going to try to keep the pace but that's the you know nine ten minute mile in there somewhere and the you know picking up the remainder like some of it looks like it's on some old rail trip like some old rail lines that have there's so they would have a flat flatter grade but they're not like done into a rail trail with crushed limestone like that i mean there's going to be some debris but that should be fairly free of you know, rocks, there, there probably will still be some roots and stuff like that to pay attention to. And those are going to be like those 10, 11s that I'm talking about. And then everything else that I'm going to say single track is going to be much slower intentionally just to be safe up or down. Cool. Well, we'll, we'll touch base one more time before the race, get kind of the race plan, how you're feeling, like your overall strategy. And, uh, think for this one that that pretty much will i got a couple things here but i think we'll, we'll wrap wrap up this talk overall N nothing that you think i can be quick enough on got it yeah <laughs> well no i think a race plan is i mean that's that's a whole conversation so um there's i i got notes on that but i think it'll be great but i appreciate this one this was a lot of good insights and good update on where you're at i mean it's a journey so yeah uh as would you know, would be uh, evidenced by watching what other people are doing in some of these races. So it's been pretty cool. One thing I do want to make sure I do is congratulate uh, our friend Oscar uh, Delgado on 
a sub 24 hour hundred at Hennepin, uh, which is just crazy. I, you know, Oscar's just like one of these guys that he's always positive. He's always chatty on, on the, uh, on the course. So it's great because it kind of takes your mind off what you're doing. And he's just super friendly and always looking to help just a, yeah. just a really good guy. And I've gotten to share miles with them. We're going to share some more coming up, but I just want to say congrats. Cause that is sub 24 hundreds are no joke, regardless of elevation terrain, any of that. So that's, right, right. that's a, that's pretty darn awesome. Uh, and then other than that, I want to give a quick reminder that I'm giving away a book a week, basically the week of 1010, 1017, 1024 of Ryan Holiday's latest discipline is destiny to enter that drawing. All you need to do is just send me a note, email, uh, through the show notes or, you know, find me on Facebook or what have you. And just the only way to, the, all you got to do to enter is just give me a, a goal or something you want to do better in life or something that if you thought would change, just make your life better. Just, just something on how you want to improve uh, what's going on. That's it. And then you get entered in the drawing and right now there's not a ton of entrance. So, you know, you've got some, you got some decent odds to win a book over the next three weeks. And it is signed by the author Ryan holiday. So that's pretty cool. It's part of a series. He's got this, uh, series of four books he's going to come out with. This is the second in the series, but either way, it's kind of a fun little giveaway. And I appreciate the few of you who are out there listening. And so definitely want to, to just give back a little bit. All right. A few, la- a few less after you hear me ramble. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> no, that's untrue. We always get a good spike when people want to hear what's going on with Rob. So, uh, but I'm going to wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 162 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Enter the contest. Share the show with somebody who might need it. And other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. I was not hiding. I was unsure. Yeah.